It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Nothing in two with Brantley at second base. And Iglesias raises the leg and pitches, and he strikes him out, swinging, dropped by Barnhart. He completes a strikeout with a throw to Votto, and this one belongs to the Reds. Got a little sketchy in the night, but the Reds hang on and win game one of this series in the battle for the Ohio Cup. Final score, 7-5. to five. Play ball! Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm James Erpine, and that is how it sounded. Marty Brenneman, Reds Radio Network, 700 WLW on the call there with the Reds victorious in the first of three games against the Cleveland Indians. And we'll talk about that game a little bit today. We also have our first trade report. No, not an actual trade, but reports that you know are going to happen this time of year with the trade di- trade deadline exactly three weeks away. I'm James Rapine. We do this every single weekday right here. You get your daily Reds fix. You can subscribe on Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes. Please leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you can. And as always, LockedOnReds.com is the place to be. You got podcasts there. You have reports. You have written words. You have a, the preview of the Battle of Ohio, uh, for the Battle for the Ohio Cup from Jeffrey Carr. You have a bunch of different things. Um, Jacob Rood wrote about the necessi- necessity of avoiding short-sighted decisions, so that's worth your time. And then you have this. Scooter Jeanette having a career season. As of this morning, he's hitting three he He's got 14 home runs, 58 RBIs. He's under Reds' control through the 2019 season. The Reds should extend Scooter, right? No, they should trade Scooter because top prospect Nick Senzel's in the organization. What should they do with Scooter? Well, it's interesting. I've said that the Reds should at least be open to dealing Jeanette, and uh, I will discuss that and elaborate a bit in a second. But uh, according to Jeff Passan of Yahoo Sports, the Los Angeles Dodgers have had conversations with the Reds about Scooter Jeanette. They're also looking into Manny Machado, Brian Dozer, uh, as Drupal Cabrera, so they're doing their due diligence. But Jeanette has certainly uh, has come up, and I like this. I want the Reds to listen. And really, the more and more I think about this, this is how I feel when it comes to Jeanette and it comes to the Reds and it comes to potentially trading him. The Reds have to ask themselves, over the next four years, who gives them the best shot to win? Scooter Jeanette at 29, 30, 31, 32, maybe 33. Or Nick Senzel, the top prospect in the organization that has dealt with vertigo issues over the past couple years, has a torn ligament that needed to be surgically repaired in one of his fingers, but is the top prospect in the organization. Who gives you the better shot over the next four years? Jeanette with a contract extension and more money on the books or Nick Senzel? And I don't know the answer to that. I don't. I don't think anyone, including the Reds, expected to this to happen and to see this from Scooter Jeanette this year. I just don't. And uh, you'll hear from Dick Williams, the Reds' president of baseball operations. He was on Buster Olney's podcast. You'll hear from him later today on the Locked on Reds podcast in about 10 minutes or so. But, but it's just it's an interesting dilemma, and it's something that I need the Reds to listen to 
I need the Reds to consider, and it's a very critical part of the rebuild. This decision impacts a ton. Because if you extend Scooter Jeanette, you are either saying Nick Senzel has to move positions, and I don't think they think he can play shortstop. They tried it in spring training. He only played one game there in AAA. So I don't think they think he can do it. Obviously, Eugenio Suarez is at third base, and he's going to be there for quite some time, and he's playing very well. And that was Nick Senzel's original spot. So if there's no room for him at third, he can't play second, and Jeanette's extended at, sh- at second base. And he can't play at short because he's just not good enough. Then where do you put him? Some say put Jeanette in the outfield, and I was one of those people. I still am. I would try it. But at the end of the day, you have to wonder, you have to think, you have to ponder what that would do to, one, his trade value, two, who are you sitting, because right now you already have a crowded outfield, and three, don't they know if he can play left field or not? Like, I know the Brewers toyed around with it, but don't they know? And if he can play left field, well, what does that mean for Jesse Winker, who most people think can't play right field because of his arm strength? Jesse Winker seems to be a part of the future, right? His on base percentage in the high 300s. He's playing relatively well all season outside of a, a month slump that we've talked about a ton on this podcast, or we did at least. Uh, it, to me, it's a, it's a dilemma. It's going to come down to Senzel or Jeanette. Senzel probably has more trade value. You could probably get something more substantial for a top prospect. He's also going to be under control for six seasons. You get six years of Nick Senzel. You could have six years of Scooter. He's also 28. You could have him for the next four to five years. Sure, absolutely. You offered him a four or five-year deal right now, I think he'd take it. I think a three-year deal, he, he would consider it. In this market, the way it was last offseason... I think he would. That being said, his trade value isn't going to get higher. If you're going to trade Nick Senzel, that's why they need to make their mind up. If they're or not not Nick Senzel, if they're going to trade Scooter Jeanette, they have to do it either by the deadline or this offseason. There's zero chance that my plan is to trade Scooter Jeanette next year before the deadline and get Nick Senzel up here. And, and I'll explain why. Value. His value is at an all-time high right now, and if it's not, well, then it's never going to be high. And this offseason, it should still be relatively high because he will still be an all-star. He will still probably be hitting 300-plus. He will still have a relatively high on-base percentage. I bet he finishes with 20 to 25 home runs and close to 100 RBIs. So there will be a market for Jeanette. But the last thing I'd want to do is take Scooter into next year and then let him get nicked up. He gets injured, or he he starts out the season really rough and hits 250, 260, and his trade value plummets. And then Nick Senzel, who's been in the minors and is good to go and is ready to go, you're stuck either giving Scooter Jeanette away for peanuts, and now you don't want to extend him because Nick Senzel's earned his way up to the majors, or you let him play out his contract and leave like Cozart. I'm not doing that with Scooter Jeanette. So they have to make, make up their minds. Do you want Jeanette here long-term or not? And they don't necessarily have to do it by by July 31st. You certainly have to do it this offseason. You certainly have to figure it out this offseason. Who can do what where? Can Nick Senzel play the outfield? Well, that, that would be mighty interesting. Does he have the arm strength to play right? 
That would be interesting. Could he play center? Probably not, but that would be interesting. I don't know. I don't know the answers. But the bottom line is, is right now you have a logjam. I haven't mentioned Alex Blandino. I haven't mentioned Dilson Herrera. Not at all. And that's why I think if you read between the lines, not only is Dilson Herrera up, and yeah, you could say, oh, he's just a bat off the bench. Fine. Alex Blandino's still up here. What's one of the Reds' strengths? It's their infield. Three of their infielders are all-stars. Their top prospect is an infielder. Plays the same position as one of those all-stars. All-star outperforming anyone's expectations this year. Under contract for another year and three months. I think they trade him. I might be wrong on that. I think they'll find value. I think Manny Machado will go to one of these teams and another team will say, hey, let's go get all-star Scooter Jeanette. He can be had for cheaper and he's under contract for next season too. We can keep him around and he can contribute and he can play multiple positions. That's what I can in, in a pinch. Can't rely on him for multiple positions, but if you need for one day for him to play in the outfield, I think he could do it. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. Up next, my takeaways from yesterday's 7-5 win over the Indians. They involve Billy Hamilton and Anthony DiScalfani. Plus, you'll hear from Reds President of Baseball Operations, Dick Williams. That as we roll on. I'm James Rapine. Thank you for listening today on the Locked on Reds podcast. New game day shirt? Boom, cash back. Food for the tailgate? Boom, cash back. Even buying a round can earn you cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. In sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the win, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Did I mention there are no fees, period? This one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Game two, Reds-Indians tonight in Cleveland. We'll see if the Reds can get the second game of this three-game series as they play for the Ohio Cup. It's the second of six games that they will play this season. The Reds 9-2 and two right now in interleague play. That's a crazy number so far this year. And, and yesterday, Anthony DiScafani was great. Gave up one run in seven innings, five hits, really dealt and if you look at this rotation, and I get it, Luis Castillo. By the way, you're going to hear from former Red Sam LaCure, now Fox Sports analyst Sam LaCure, on Luis Castillo and some of his struggles. You'll, you'll hear that tomorrow on the podcast. But what I think is really interesting is this season, as bad as it started, it's going really well right now, and I could see it even getting better. And it doesn't necessarily mean record-wise, but we could be talking about a rotation going into next year. That has Anthony DiScalfani, Luis Castillo, Sal Romano, Tyler Malley, all locked into spots. That isn't including Robert Stevenson, who's going to come up the moment they trade Matt Harvey. Like, there's a chance we're feeling really good about the rotation going into the offseason. And that's what I take away from, from yesterday with Anthony DiScalfani. He looked really good yesterday. Hopefully that can continue. Hopefully the Reds... Uh, they can just get that going. I mean, there's been only a couple times all season where a red starter has gone into the seventh inning and finished seven. And the fact that he did that yesterday, the fact that he did that against the Indians, that's a good sign for the Reds. The other thing that I think is really interesting, and I talked about this yesterday a bit, Billy Hamilton, two for four yesterday, he's hitting like 380 over his last 21 games. His on-base percentage is sky high. I, I just, I think this is, Really interesting. Will ownership be willing to let go of Billy Hamilton? 
How has his recent play, his average up to 235, he was 2 of 4 last night, how will his recent play impact his trade value? I hope it vaults it sky high because if it does, the Reds could get something decent in return for him. And I think that the idea of packaging a Matt Harvey and a Billy Hamilton or a Matt Harvey and an Adam Duvall could be interesting for a contender. Because with Duvall, he's got a strength, right? He can be a great bat off the bench. With a guy like Harvey, obviously, he can be a third, fourth starter for you. And, and on a contender, Cubs, they, they could use him. The Yankees could use him. There are some teams that need starting pitching. Matt Harvey could be in play there. And then Billy Hamilton, naturally, I've talked about this. The idea of plugging Billy Hamilton in in the fifth inning, especially if he's, hit, if he's hitting well or relatively well and getting on base, let's say, 35% of the time. Because right now he's getting on base 43% of the time over the past 21 games. Um, yeah, it, it'll be insane. It, it would be great for a contender. It would be very valuable for a playoff team. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, how this trade deadline plays out. Let's uh, let's hear from Reds president of baseball operations, Dick Williams. And Dick Williams was on the Buster Only podcast. And we're going to hear two things. This first one is Dick on this offseason. He believes they're going to have a bigger budget. He believes that they have a minor league system built up enough to make aggressive moves. Here's Dick Williams on their budget and ability to make moves this offseason. I think we'll see a, a, a very nice in, increase from where we've been this year. You know, we we took a lot of money the last couple of years and invested it in the draft. And we picked high, um, you know, right up at the top, top five, three years in a row. And, uh, you know, that, that obviously took more money. Um, diverted it for major league payroll. We we went all in on the international market um, and and exceeded our caps and paid penalties. And so that all that money you know that was diverted kind of from the major league payroll will will come back over and uh, we'll put it to work. Um, and hopefully we'll see the fans coming back this summer. They've they've gotten real excited about the way we've been playing. And as long as we keep their interest and keep them coming to the ballpark, we'll be able to fund a, a nice increase in the in the payroll. That's interesting to me. That's really interesting, right? Like, what can he do and what can they do? I, I think that the starting pitcher would come via trade. I think there are probably, maybe they can look at, at the outfield position and get a, a veteran outfielder. You know? I mean, maybe they dip their toe in free agency more so than we've seen in recent years. That would be interesting. Or, they trade for a guy that's under contract for another year or two, and they're willing to do that, maybe a higher salary, willing to do that because they think that, that he can contribute now and help them and help them get to that next step, the next level, which would be 500 baseball and then ultimately the playoffs. Let's hear one more from Dick Williams. There's been a lot of talk about Jim Riggleman and the job he's done. Let's hear what Dick thinks. Here's Dick on Jim Riggleman. Quality baseball guy. You know, we've got, I've had the pleasure of knowing Jim for – several years now um we, we brought him over as a minor league manager he and walt jockety had history going back to st louis days um and he just a real competitive uh really smart baseball guy and uh, he kind of worked his way up through the minors with us got his chance to come to the big league staff and i've, I've seen a different gym when he when he's taken the manager's chair um it really does his his personality does show through more um, in the role of bench coach. I think he was 
fully supportive of Brian Price as the manager uh, and really committed to doing things the way Brian wanted to do them. And when we put him in that chair, it, it we did see a, a, a big change. I mean, he said he wanted to do things differently in terms of early work and he wanted to do things differently in terms of the fundamentals. Certainly the game strategy has been different. We, we just uh, had another successful squeeze. I think yep. uh, I think we've had at least three this year, and that's probably more than we had in Brian's tenure. Um, and so there's definitely a different strategy we're seeing uh, on the field, and the guys seem to be responding well. So Jim has acquitted himself uh, very well so far. That's Dick Williams on ESPN's Buster Olney, Buster Olney's ESPN podcast. Really good stuff there. And uh, it, it is interesting. Look, glowing review for Jim Riggleman. I was asked earlier today, would I take the field or Jim Riggleman as to be the Reds' next manager right now? If I had to predict, if I had to guess, if I had to bet, wager, I would take the field still. And I know that might sound crazy, and I know that, that there are plenty of people in the resign or extend Jim Riggleman now boat camp, but this is the hard part of the rebuild. This, and I said this today on ESPN 1530. You're going to have to let go of some guys that you like, whether it's Iglesias or Hamilton or Jeanette or Riggleman, for the greater good, to improve on the weaknesses and get better and get to that next step, get to that next level. I've seen it, it, plenty that I like from Riggleman. I've seen plenty I, I didn't like from Jim Riggleman, from bunting to just pitching switches and stuff. I was actually shocked that he left Discofani in as long as he did yesterday because that's not really his forte. So we'll see. What happens there? Here's what I do know. It's Reds-Indians tonight. I'm hoping the Reds can make it two in a row against a team that, uh, let's be honest, they're the better team. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. By the way, I know on uh, – I, I didn't hear this, but on the fan, uh, 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland, one of my friends texted me, and uh, he actually works here at the station. He, he told me about – um, he told me about a rumor, a want, a need for Cleveland. And with their closer down, they might be interested in Rossell Iglesias. That's fine. It's going to cost you a lot. I'm James Erpine. You can subscribe to this podcast on Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, every single podcast posted at LockedOnReds.com. Until tomorrow, thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.